CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. My goodness, I didn't know you were home. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got home early. I called to you, then I heard the shower going upstairs. Yes. So. I thought I'd clean up a bit. I swept the basement. It was so dusty. You went down and swept yes, the basement? Oh, you know, filthy. Well, for heaven's sakes, what is that? What is what? On oh. The hall table. Oh, I don't know. Eleanor left it. Yeah, she was here to pick up Mary Lou. She just said, give it to you. <laughs> give this to me? What? Why did she give me this? What is it, a vase? I don't know, darling. I thought maybe she borrowed it from you. Borrowed it from me? Why, honey, you know we never had anything like this. No, I thought I didn't remember anything like this. Maybe it's a present. Why should Eleanor be giving me a present? Darling, I don't know. I don't know well, anything I mean, about it. it. Why should she? Maybe, I mean, I she maybe she wanted to give you something for taking Mary Lou off her hands these days. I mean, after all kind of nice with Betsy, having a club and the children over here every day for swimming and playing. Gives the kids something to do. I suppose the mothers appreciate it. Maybe she just wanted to show her appreciation and give you a present. Huh? Dear, look at this vase. It is a monstrosity. Well, you wouldn't give this to anybody. No. Especially Eleanor, who has excellent taste in everything. You know how lovely her house looks. Why, she would never buy anything like this. Maybe somebody gave it to her. Well, and why should she turn around and give it to me? <laughs> well, sweetheart, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't either. She just it's handed just... it to me, and I said you were apparently Idiot. taking a shower. And she said, all right, well, tell her not to bother. Don't call her. She wouldn't wait. She just said to give it to you. <laughs> I certainly don't understand. It is without doubt the most hideous face I've ever seen in my life. Now, now, darling, you know what we've taught Betsy? Never look a gift horse in the mouth. Well, this is really... Tell you one thing, you better call Eleanor up and thank her anyhow. Oh, good heavens, I, I wouldn't know what to say. Thank you. For a purple vase with, with, with uh, the yellow cupids or cherubs or whatever they are turning summer. So, why, this is just fantastic. It's so ugly. Eleanor must have said something else to this. It can't be a present. All Eleanor said was that it was for you. And since she was just here, I'd say give her about ten minutes to get home and then give her a call. Well, I certainly don't know what I'm going to say. Yes, yes, for Pete's sakes. Where are you? In the kitchen, trying to decide what to have for dinner. Oh, Come on out and well, help I me. I couldn't find you. I didn't so know where the heck you were. I'm tired of trying to... Listen, Myra oh, just drove up. She probably came for Patty. Yell out the window to bed. Oh, never mind. I will. Betsy! Honey! Tell Patty your mother's here I for... Did, no, no. Will you listen? Will you, Betsy! Will, honey, will you... Can we just be quiet? Betsy! Will you tell Patty her mother is here for? Now you're finished? Will yes, you, well, all right, will you listen to me a minute me. then? Patty, tell her mother's here. Okay. Oh, right. Myra's got some stuff for you, too. She just asked me to help her unload the car, and i got to go back out there and help her. I, I, I just wanted to tell you, that's all. If you'd let me get a word well, in what do, what do you mean Myra has stuff for me, too? Did you get Eleanor on the phone and find out why she gave you that awful, that awful vase? No, she wasn't home. Fred said she'd gone to the store, so I said to tell her thank you for the vase, and he didn't know what I was talking about, and neither did I, really. 
So I just said, well, have her call me, you know, when she gets back. Well, my dear, you should see what Myra has for you, if you think that was something. Is this your birthday or something that I've slipped up on? You know my birthday's in November. Oh, well, maybe you're having an extra one. I hope not. (laughs) Well, anyhow, just be prepared to receive from Myra one of those... Well, those the Victorian lamps with a beaded lampshade and a leather pillow that beaded says... Beaded lampshade? A beaded lampshade right. and a leather pillow that says right on it, Yellowstone National Park. Oh, you're joking. You think you're I'm joking? You're joking. No, I ought to be, but come, come here. Come here and, and see for yourself. Come on. Come what did on. Myra say? What yeah, did I tell you, I went outside the... just as Myra drove up and she said, did you, do, you, do you want to help me unload the car? And I yeah. said, well, sure. What are you unloading? Yes, and she yes. said things for your wife, she said. So I tell you, when I opened the trunk of that car and took out this ghastly beaded lampshade, well, I, I didn't know what to say. Well, I should think not. Well, what else was there? More was vases, there really? picture frames, one of them with a, a tarnished gilt frame and a picture of an Englishman riding to the hounds or something in pink coats. I mean, he had them, you know, they had them. Yeah. And there, there's an old beat-up wastebasket. Oh, there. really? Well, she Uh-oh. needs help. Why don't they get a new car? She needs help, I guess. Come on, let's find out what this is all about. There you are. I asked your husband to help me unload the car, and he just vanished. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Myra. I just thought I left a cigarette burning, so yeah, he I came in the house to go back <laughs> and make sure. Myra, I, uh, uh, he told me you were here with all this <laughs> well, well, here you are. Belong to my grandmother. But you're certainly welcome to it. Well, well thank oh, you, Oh, I love I... those old beaded lampshades, don't you? Oh, the beaded lampshades. They, they were just, just lovely. I, I mean, if it belonged to your, your grandmother, Myra, I really don't think you should part with them. There's oh, no now reason listen. Why. I've had it in the attic for years. You might just as well have it. Well, I mean, I do love early American things, but I... Well, thank oh, you, Myra. It's very sweet of you. Come I... on, let's unload the car. You can have all the stuff. I went through the attic, dug up everything I could find for you. Oh, wasn't there a helper, dear? Oh, yes, oh, yes. Stop the sure, sure, I guess too I... Too heavy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Myra, we're old friends, and mm-hmm. I'm going to speak very frankly. Why, uh, why are you giving me all these things? I mean, it's very nice of you. You understand? I'm very appreciative. I know that you but, know that I love old I thought and... you wanted a lot of white elephants. I did. For what? For the fire. What fair? Betsy's fair. Betsy's fair? What are you talking about? The fair the children are putting on. What fair? Wait a minute, wait a minute, will you? We're not getting anywhere here. Didn't Betsy tell you that they're all putting on a fair? No. No. Oh. Betsy never tells me anything that's going on when the children are here. They go down there to her playhouse, and they have their club meetings, and I say to her, you know, after all the children have gone home, and she comes to the house, and I say, well... What do you do at your meetings? And she says, oh, mother. Well, old brother is what I'd say. Putting on a fair and not telling us. That little dickens, I tell she does this. She is so cute, you know. Cute? It's... I want to know more about it. Is that what all this stuff is for, Mama? Yes. I got my orders from Patty. I was to look around the house and bring all the so-called white elephants I could find for the white elephant booth and bring them over here. Well, what are the kids going to do with them? Sell them, I guess. Here's a box of old books for the bookstore. I think my daughter's in charge of that. And I think your daughter is in charge of hot dogs and hamburgers. And I was asked to bring over our outdoor grill. 
Oh, Myra, you didn't need to do that. I mean, we've got one. Well, you need more than one for 50 people. 50 people? 50 people? Didn't Betsy tell you anything about this? No. No. She tell you anything? No, nothing. Well, well, I have news for you. The fair to which families, relatives, and friends have already been invited is to be held this Saturday in your yard. Betsy! I told you we were going to have a fair. You never said one word to me about it. I have asked you repeatedly about your club and what you were doing. The idea of your planning something like this, not telling us one word about it. I did tell you. I told you yesterday. Well, but anyhow, you don't have to worry about it. We're putting it on. You don't have to do anything. With all of you children inviting your families and other friends so that it amounts to about 50 people coming, there's got to be some organization here. You Well, Bill's going to help us. Well, Bill cannot do everything now. Who is Bill? Oh, yes. Oh, Bill Newton Bill is the Newton boy from down the road. About I, I hired to do some weeding for me, that Bill, and clean up the yard. And oh. my beloved wife usurps him and puts him to work as a glorified babysitter. Well... Can you imagine a dollar and a quarter an hour I pay to this guy to play Red Rover and run, sheep, run? He is and... not a babysitter. He's wonderful with the children, Myron. They adore him, and mm-hmm. he's a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to watch them when they go swimming in the lake. Oh. And I might add, after I got that all set up, you, dear, try to usurp Bill to build you a stereophonic soundset, which we certainly don't need. Well, I want to talk you... to you about that, too. Well, you talk to me, but have... he's going to do it for nothing. I mean, he likes it. It's a hobby with him. Well, just the same. We don't need it, dear. Why can't you high-five Look, people why don't be satisfied stick... with... What? Why don't we stick to the subject at hand? If but you're it... going to have 50 people showing oh. up here Saturday... You're... Well, we can't have it Saturday. That's well, all there is to why? it. Why? Because, because there, there isn't is time. That's time. all. Time. Time to get organized. For what, we are organized. Susan is going to be fortune teller and tell fortunes. And um, Patty is going to sell books. Sally is in charge of white elephants. Clara is in charge of um, balloons for decorations. Ruthie is in charge of games. And we're going to charge 25 cents to go swimming in the lake, 10 cents to play croquet, and 15 cents to play ping pong. Well, we're going to put on a show, too, and charge uh, 50 cents. And everybody's going to do something, like dance or sing. And Christina's in charge of the zoo. Everybody's going to bring their dogs and their cats and all the pets they have, and we're going to put them in cages and put signs on it that say, Ferocious Tiger and things like that. So don't worry. We are organized. Well, it's dinner time. I think I'll get on home. Call me if you need me. <laughs> Now, Betsy. Betsy, I want you to stop your crying and listen to Mommy and Daddy. What? All right, now, if you're going to sell hot dogs and hamburgers to your families and friends, you have to have them to sell. And after you buy them, who's going to cook them? You children are too little to cook on an outdoor grill. Patty said her daddy could cook, and she's going to ask him, and I thought you could help, too. And I thought Mommy could buy the hot dogs and hamburgers when she goes shopping. Well, she can just call up and have them delivered. Honey, you have to have mustard, relish, pickles, ketchup. 
charcoal for the grill. And where are all these dozens of cats and dogs your friends are bringing? Where are they going to be put? These cages, as you said, for the zoo. What cages? We're just going to have some old boxes. But, honey, you don't have any old boxes or any new ones. You're, you're, you're planning this for Saturday. I mean, and all these cold drinks, ginger ale and orange pop and all that. I mean, how are you going to keep them cold? You yeah, see, but... we have to have plans for ice, dear. We have to make plans to, to get the ice and, and, and yes. coolers to keep them in. You Not know, only that, if 50 people are, are going to go in swimming, where are they all going to change clothes? Yes. I mean, some plans have to be made for that. Yes. I can get a tent and set it up. Maybe I can borrow another one, but with so little time... Basement, maybe we could use it. Why didn't you tell Mommy and Daddy about this sooner? Because you always make everything so complicated. Complicated. Well, you do. Now, Betsy, look. Now, if you just give us another week, just one more week, we could help you. Daddy, we don't want you to help. It's nice of you, and thank you. But we want to do it ourselves. All right, all right, that's fine, that's fine. And I want you to learn how to do things yourself. But there's something else you have to learn, and that is when you invite 50 people to come here to a fair, and you say that you say starts at 10.30 in the morning and lasts until 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I mean, you, you have to tell your mother and father. I mean, certain things have to be arranged, like a certain number of chairs, uh, garbage cans for their paper plates. Now, look. You will postpone your fare for one week, so go and get on the phone. Call your club members and pass the word around. Go on. Go on now. We're sorry, dear, but this has to be postponed. Oh, look at her little face. Parents can be such killjoys. You know, I always vowed that if I had children, I wouldn't be. I was going to be such a darling, sweet, wonderful mother. Only 50 people. I know, I know, I know. The Couple Next Door stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. 